in Purim. And it is the journey, though, that is that makes Purim beautiful because you don't just look at it as that celebration on those days that ended that horrible time. All of the stuff that's been woven in this morning of, of the history of Mordecai and the history of Haman and and Esther as she was Hadassah for, I mean, just all of it coming together for this beautiful picture of joy and celebration at the end of it. And, you know, as we said, the saints, you know, a year-long story, yeah. four years for for Esther, for mm-hmm. for Hadassah becoming Esther, and then to Mary, but then a year from when Haman's plot comes through. Right. So now, part of it ends really quickly, and the other part goes for a year. So he sets everything up, gets them all in trouble, and he's releasing this horrible edict. But then timing is everything in the kingdom of God, right? Amen. That's why when I say 770-781-9150 and say call, uh, timing's important. Call. Call and give. Uh, timing's everything in the kingdom of God. That night, when they're praying, they're interceding, two very important things happen. Haman's wife convinced him to prepare a way to immediately kill Mordecai. It's not long. We, we can't do this in a year. We can't endure this kind of thing. We need to kill this guy now. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the king wasn't able to sleep. And while doing some late night reading, realized he'd been, had never rewarded Mordecai for saving his life. Yeah. <laughs> Without revealing who was to be honored, the king asked Haman, how to honor such a man? He said, Haman said, to dress the man in the king's royal robes, parade him around town, riding the king's horse, shouting that he was worthy of great honor. So, you know, Haman's thinking, he's thinking of me. Yeah. <laughs> So the king took his advice and commanded Haman to honor Mordecai that oh, way. Oh, love it. That alone is funny. I mean, that is just funny. Haman is horribly humiliated by the parade he has to lead, but especially because being forced to dress up Mordecai and honor him. It's another issue that traces back to Haman's heritage from Esau and Mordecai's roots tracing back to Jacob because the Targum on Esther 3 uh, for the Jews reveals that Haman's hate for Mordecai stemmed from Jacob's dressing up like Esau to receive Isaac's blessing. So you can imagine this guy, everything's going from bad to worse for this guy. It's just, it's terrible. <laughs> now i got to dress this guy up and my ancestors lost their blessing because he's dressing uh. up. So Haman leaves the banquet. He sees Mordecai once again, still refusing to bow. Haman becomes enraged. To ease him, his wife suggested having a, a high pole set up and then asking the king to have Mordecai impaled on it. Now, many translations still use the word gallows here, mm-hmm. implying that Mordecai would have a rope around his neck, be hanged like we see in the Old West. Now, problem, that method of execution wouldn't be used until literally the 1700s, and that's well over 2,000 years after these events, so ain't no such thing as a gallows back in those days, so that's just, I have no idea why they still put that in some translations. So the Journey song lied to us for all that time? Just like that. <laughs> so impalement was the common wow. method of execution in Mesopotamia in the time of Abraham. It was in Egypt in the time of Moses, likewise the Assyrians, the Medes, the Persians, they all impaled thousands of prisoners, mm. so we know how they killed people. So there's many drawings that show this quite clearly, too. Oh, That's not goodness. pretty. Much like crucifixion, prisoners were impaled in such a way that they were kept alive, suffering for many hours or even days. I don't even know how you do that. How do you impale a person and keep them alive? But there's no gallows built by Haman. There's this 50-foot tree trunk sharpened on one end that may have eased his anger. But that night at the second feast, things got worse, a lot worse for Haman. He's got the tree trunk. He sharpened it. He's ready for Mordecai. He's ready for Mordecai, he thinks. Esther reveals to the king that she was Jewish, and that Haman was going to annihilate her along with the people. So the king's going, you're trying to kill my wife? Going, I came for a meal. Uh, and this is a guy that does not respond to slight well. 
he kills you like, boof, you're dead. So the king was so overwhelmed, he didn't even kill a guy. He steps out of the room because he can't even speak. Yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine. He's so angry, he loses his ability to speak. He has to take a walk. Haman quickly falls on Esther's couch to beg for mercy. The king returns and sees Haman now. <laughs> what are you doing? He's, you know, you can't touch people back then. And so there he is. And now if you think the king was mad before, at this point, the king had Haman's face covered, which meant the king was far past upset. It's like, <laughs> Don't oh, even want to look at you right dead now. dead to me. So here's what it says. <laughs> then Harbana, one of the eunuchs attending the king, said, a pole reaching to the height of 50 cubits stands by Haman's house. He had... It's set up for Mordecai, who spoke to help the king. <laughs> it's like, uh-oh. And it gets worse. The king says, impale him on it. So they impaled Haman on the pole and that he'd set up for Mordecai. And then the king's fury subsided, unquote. It was a horrible way to die. He felt better. Yeah, he did. Haman didn't, though. It was a horrible <laughs> way to die. Haman definitely got his punishment. He was executed on Passover. That same day, the king gave Esther... Haman's estate and appointed Mordecai as a new prime minister. Talk about a turn of events. Wow. But there's always a but, right? Mm -hmm. A problem becomes the solution. Since the law of the Medes and Persians cannot be rescinded. Nope. Can't take it back. Haman's decree couldn't be revoked. It was still going to happen in one year. Everybody was going to have a chance to kill all of the Jews and steal all the property. Mm -hmm. But King Ash Varash issues a second decree granting the Jews the right to defend themselves against their enemies. They didn't have that before. Mm -hmm. And here's a quote. How does he describe it? To destroy, kill, and annihilate. Same words that are in the other order. The armed men of any nationality who might attack them. Now, mind you, this is the greatest army on the earth That's right, right now. Uh, they had to wait nine more months for that day to arrive to know that they could gather the weapons, get ready to face the greatest army on the earth, but the king wasn't going to be leading them into a battle. Instead, he was going to stand back and say, no, you can mm -hmm. fight. It's kind of like I said, it's Ukraine right now. Yeah, and he turned it around, too, because he, he had these governors and these people that wanted to do the plunder, and that's why they wanted to kill. Well, now they want to help the Jews because they want to be in the good graces of the emperor guy. Okay, I mean, it's Everything is turned. So yeah. Esther 8 says this, and Mordecai left the king's presence wearing a royal garment of blue and white, a large golden crown, a shawl of fine linen and purple wool. The city of Shushan celebrated rejoiced. So now everybody's getting the concept here that the Jews are now in control. <laughs> so the Jews, there was light and happiness, joy and prestige in every province and city to which the king's edict and law reached. There was happiness and joy for the Jews, a celebration and a holiday. So now everybody's watching, reads this edict that the Jews now have weapons and can... And can and annihilate them. Yeah, from yeah. the king to yeah. annihilate your enemies. Many of the Gentiles converted to Judaism for fear of the Jews had fallen upon them. Wow. Now, fast forward nine months. When the 13th of Adar arrived, the Jews mobilized in every city, won a great victory, killing 75,000 of their enemies. Wow. On the 14th of Adar, which is tonight and tomorrow, they rested and celebrated. In the capital city of Shushan, they took one more day to finish the job, including impaling Haman's <laughs> ten sons. That's mm. not quite enough of Haman hating there. Mordecai ordered the Jews across the entire kingdom to set aside the 13th and 14th of Adar every year to make them days of feasting, rejoicing, sending food portions one to another, and giving gifts to the poor. And he called the days Purim. 
Hmm. So that's where we are. And how they celebrate is actually very interesting. When Esther asked Mordecai to go and gather all the Jews of the city to fast and pray with her for three days before she approached the king, that one act was very significant in the way Purim is still celebrated. Unity would be the antidote mm -hmm. to Haman's individual hatred and plans. That's it. It's the reason there's specific traditions on Purim. You send presents to one another, gifts to the poor. You're not alone. That's right. Purim is intentionally a holiday you can't celebrate alone. Mm. It's built that way. It's powerful. By the end of the story, Mordecai's words to Esther, yet who knows whether you've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Mm. Become even more profound. Two of the most powerful people in the entire empire, the queen and the prime minister, were Jews who followed the God of the Bible. Well, that's not it. Daniel, one of the greatest prophets of the, all time, was still serving as head of the Magi or wise men who wielded great power and whose followers would one day travel to witness the birth of Jesus. So... <laughs> Here you have the top three people of power in Persia are the Jews. Divine so appointment. There's no bigger story around than that one. It's just if you want encouragement, and uh, that's that's the uh, the story that uh, encourages you, and I hope it encourages yeah. you. And that's where the joy of Purim comes in. Of all of that culmination. Yeah. All of this celebration. And I still love that that was Mordecai's thought, though. As they put together this celebration and said, "We're going to do this. We're going to we're going to celebrate all of this stuff, but we're also we're going to give. We just about had all of our stuff stolen. We just about lost all of our lives, and we're going to celebrate that by unity, by giving." 